0: Here is an example of nudging at the workplace. Nudging for Workplace Well-Being, a Case Study Introduction, in the ever-evolving landscape of modern workplaces, fostering a culture of well-being and employee satisfaction is paramount. This case study explores how a forward-thinking company embraced the principles of nudging to enhance the overall well-being of its workforce. The challenge, our company, a thriving tech firm, was grappling with certain challenges. Employee stress levels were on the rise, productivity was inconsistent, and the turnover rate, particularly among junior staff, was a concern. Despite offering wellness programs, engagement was lackluster, and many employees failed to utilize available resources effectively. The nudging approach, recognizing the need for a novel strategy, the company decided to incorporate the principles of behavioral economics to influence employee behavior subtly. The objective was to inspire positive lifestyle changes and improve overall workplace satisfaction without imposing strict rules or limitations. What were the nudging initiatives? First there were the stress-busting microbreaks. to address stress, the company introduced a microbreak challenge. Employees received friendly email reminders, encouraging them to take short breaks during the workday. These reminders included quick relaxation exercises and mindfulness tips, subtly guiding employees toward stress relief. Second was the healthy snacking, in the office kitchen, snacks were rearranged to place healthier options at eye-level, nudging employees toward making nutritious choices. The company also initiated a monthly snack-of-the-month program introducing new, healthy snacks with catchy descriptions to pique curiosity. Thirdly were wellness incentives. To boost engagement in wellness programs, the company introduced a gamified approach. Employees earned points for participating in activities like fitness challenges and stress management workshops. These points could be redeemed for rewards, creating a sense of accomplishment and nudging ongoing engagement. Finally, they also organized financial wellness webinars, recognizing that financial stress can impact overall well being. The company organized voluntary financial wellness webinars. These sessions equipped employees with practical tools for managing finances and were promoted via friendly email nudges. So what were the results and impact? Over the course of a year, the company observed notable improvements in various areas. Employee-reported stress levels decreased by 20%, leading to a more relaxed and focused workforce. Healthier snacking choices became the norm, with a 40% increase in the consumption of nutritious snacks. Participation in wellness programs surged, with a 60% increase in workshop attendance and engagement. Financial wellness webinars drew an impressive 75% participation rate, empowering employees to manage their finances effectively. To conclude, this case study demonstrates the effectiveness of nudging in enhancing workplace well-being. By subtly guiding employees toward positive choices and providing them with incentives for participation, our company succeeded in creating a healthier, happier, and more engaged workforce. The experience underscores the potential of behavioral economics to drive positive change in a workplace while respecting individual autonomy and preferences. What are further examples of using nudging in the second line of defense? Departments within an organization that typically fall under the second line of defense include risk management, compliance, and internal audit. These departments work in tandem to provide independent oversight, monitoring, and assurance, thereby strengthening the organization's governance, risk management, and compliance framework. Now let's look at how nudging can help the second line establish its authority while positively influencing the ethical values in an organization. Nudging in the second line of defense in organizations Often associated with risk management and compliance functions, involves using subtle behavioral interventions to ensure that risk management and compliance protocols are adhered to effectively. The second line of defense typically includes functions responsible for overseeing and monitoring the implementation of risk management and compliance, such as compliance officers, risk managers, and internal auditors. Here are some ways nudging can be applied in this context. The first examples are compliance reminder pop ups. Compliance reminder pop ups are digital notifications that appear when employees use relevant software or systems. These pop ups can be used to remind employees of specific compliance tasks or deadlines such as completing required training or signing off on compliance documentation. For example, when an employee logs into the company's internal system, a pop-up notification can remind them to complete the annual compliance training by a certain date. This gentle nudge can help ensure that employees do not forget or delay crucial compliance activities. Nudging can also be used in default settings for compliance forms. What do we mean by default settings? Default settings in compliance forms and templates are pre-selected options that guide users to make compliant choices. For instance, when submitting an expense report, the default option for expense categories may encourage employees to choose categories that align with company policies. By setting defaults in a way that aligns with compliance and risk management principles, employees are nudged towards making choices that are compliant by default. This reduces the likelihood of unintentional non-compliance. Another examples are performance metrics in collecting feedback. Feedback regarding compliance and risk management performance can be provided to employees, managers, and teams. This feedback might include metrics on adherence to compliance processes, the identification of potential risks, and the timely resolution of compliance issues. Such feedback helps individuals and teams understand how well they are doing in terms of risk management and compliance which can encourage better compliance behavior by highlighting areas that may need improvement when using visual dashboards and alerts, nudging, can be helpful. Visual dashboards and alerts in risk and compliance systems offer a visual representation of compliance status and potential risks. These dashboards may use color coding, graphs, and charts to make it easy to identify areas of concern. Alerts can be triggered when specific thresholds or risks are met, bringing immediate attention to compliance issues or elevated risks. These visual cues and alerts nudge individuals and teams to take action when needed, reducing the risk of overlooking critical matters. When working with gamification of compliance tasks, nudging can be advantageous. Gamification involves incorporating game elements, such as points, rewards, or challenges, into compliance activities. For instance, employees could earn badges or rewards for consistently following compliance processes or completing risk assessments. By gamifying compliance tasks, organizations can make these activities more engaging and motivating. This nudge encourages employees to actively participate in compliance efforts and strive to earn rewards, fostering a culture of compliance and risk awareness. These are all examples how nudging in the second line of defense helps create a culture of compliance and risk awareness by making it easier and more attractive for employees and managers to engage in the right behaviors. It complements more traditional compliance and risk management measures, fostering a more proactive and risk-aware organizational culture. Using nudging in internal audit Nudging can also be applied within the field of internal audit to enhance its effectiveness and promote ethical behavior. Here are some ways in which nudging can be utilized in the context of internal audit. First, let's look at Auditor Independence Reminders. Nudging internal auditors with reminders about the significance of auditor independence and objectivity is crucial. These reminders can be integrated into regular training sessions, audit planning meetings, or as pop-up notifications in audit software tools. By reinforcing the importance of impartiality, These reminders help auditors maintain a strong ethical stance in their work, preventing potential conflicts of interest or bias that could compromise the quality of audits. Second is the ethical decision-making frameworks. Incorporating ethical decision-making frameworks into the audit process ensures that ethical considerations are integral to audit activities. These frameworks guide auditors in evaluating findings, making recommendations, and addressing ethical dilemmas that may arise during the audit. By nudging auditors to apply these frameworks, organizations encourage the ethical dimension of audit work, ultimately contributing to better ethical behavior and decision-making across the organization. A third example relates to continuous learning and development. Nudging internal auditors to engage in continuous learning and professional development is essential to keep them well-informed about the latest ethical standards and auditing best practices. This can be achieved through reminders for completing relevant training modules, certifications, and encouraging participation in industry-specific conferences and seminars. By staying up-to-date, auditors can better incorporate ethical considerations into their audit processes. Using nudging and establishing whistleblower reporting Organizations can nudge employees to use internal reporting channels when they observe unethical behavior or suspect wrongdoing. Internal audit departments can encourage employees through regular communication and reminders to report concerns, helping to maintain transparency and accountability. Such nudges create a culture where ethical violations are taken seriously and addressed promptly. 1. Audit Committee Engagement Nudging members of the audit committee to actively engage with the internal audit function is crucial for promoting ethical behavior within the organization. This engagement can be encouraged by nudging committee members to attend audit meetings, review findings, and provide feedback. Active involvement by the audit committee reinforces the independence of the internal audit function and its commitment to ethical auditing practices. It also helps in upholding ethical standards and ensures that the audit process remains objective and effective. Incorporating nudging strategies within the internal audit function, organizations can promote ethical behavior, enhance the effectiveness of audits, and create a stronger internal control environment. These nudges help reinforce the ethical responsibilities of auditors and align their efforts with the organization's ethical values. What are the downside risks of nudging? Nudging may be viewed as manipulative if it becomes overly forceful or is applied under false pretenses. It's crucial for leaders to exercise subtlety and ensure that nudges do not disrupt an employee's workday significantly. If nudges evolve into demands that push individuals toward behaviors they strongly oppose, they no longer qualify as behavioral nudging. As aptly described in the book by Thaler and Sunstein, Any aspect of the choice architecture that alters people's behavior predictably without forbidding any options or significantly changing their economic incentives. The intervention must be easy and cheap to avoid counting as a mere nudge. Nudges are not mandates. Putting the fruit at eye level counts as a nudge. Banning junk food does not. In conclusion, leaders should maintain a clear vision of their end goals when contemplating the implementation of behavioral nudging. In today's ever evolving workplace landscape, shifting from a more let's all be friends approach to one centered around effective collaboration through nudging aligns with the mindset of modern employees. By offering convenient, attractive options while respecting employee autonomy, sustainable positive change can be achieved. So what are the risks of using nudging at workplace? Using nudges in the workplace can be a powerful tool for influencing behavior positively, but it also comes with potential risks and ethical considerations. Here are some risks associated with nudging at work. First of all there is the risk of manipulation, One of the primary concerns is that nudges may be perceived as manipulative if they are designed to push employees toward behaviors they might not agree with or want. Nudges should always be transparent, respectful of individual autonomy, and aimed at guiding helpful behaviors rather than coercing compliance. Furthermore, there may be unintended consequences. Nudges can have unintended consequences, especially if they are not well thought out. For example, a nudge designed to increase productivity might inadvertently lead to higher stress levels among employees. In addition, there are privacy concerns. Nudging often involves collecting and analyzing data about employees' behavior. There can be concerns about privacy and data security, especially if employees feel that their personal information is being used to manipulate them. After some time, overreliance on nudges may be noticeable. Relying too heavily on nudges can be a risk. Organizations might neglect addressing underlying issues within their culture or policies, using nudges as a quick fix instead of implementing more comprehensive solutions. When using nudging at the workplace one also needs to pay attention to cultural sensitivity. Nudges that work in one cultural context may not be effective or may even backfire in another. It's essential to consider cultural differences and potential variations in how nudges are perceived and acted upon. After some time, individuals could develop a certain level of nudging resistance. Some employees may become resistant to nudges if they feel that their autonomy is being compromised. This resistance could negate the intended positive effects of the nudges. Nudging could also be used for harmful purposes. In rare cases, organizations might use nudges to encourage behaviors that are not in the best interest of employees or the company, such as overworking or cutting corners on safety. Finally, there may also be a lack of effectiveness. Nudges are not a one-size-fits-all solution. What works for one group of employees may not work for another. There's a risk that nudges may simply not be effective in changing behavior in some situations. To mitigate these risks, organizations should approach nudging with transparency, ethics, and a focus on improving the overall well-being and satisfaction of their employees. It's crucial to carefully design and evaluate nudges, gather feedback from employees, and be willing to adjust or discontinue nudges that prove ineffective or have unintended negative consequences.